Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Can we rise up this morning as we as we make those wonderful confessions? Put your hand on your chest. Say, I'm born again. Therefore, I'm a child of God. I have relationship with Jesus because I have the spirit of Jesus living in me. I do not have the spirit of the world, but I have the spirit of Christ. Therefore, I am a deliverer. I am sent to my generation to deliver my generation. I will not be swallowed up by the corruption of the world, but instead, I shall influence the world with the spirit of Christ in me. In Jesus' name I pray. Heavenly Father, this is our confession. Indeed, your word says a remnant shall come forth, and I believe the church is that remnant. We are going to influence the world by the lifestyle that we live. We are going to influence the world by the confessions that comes out from our mouth. We are going to influence the world by the mentality of Christ that you have already imputed in us. In the name of Jesus, we will go forth and do great things. In Jesus' name we pray. This morning I want to quickly talk about the topic, times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. When you are born again, nothing is a disadvantage to you. You are 100% on the right track. You are not off track. Times of refreshing. Let's go to Acts chapter, Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, I want to read from um, the Passion Translation. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. You know, Peter made this statement when the Holy Ghost descended and they were all speaking in different tongues and they all gathered and everybody were, they were all looking at, at, at them and Peter started talking. I want to read from verse 17. Okay, let me read from verse 17. Thank you, but let me read from the, the passion. It says, My fellow Jews, I realize neither you nor your leaders realize the grave mistake you made. But in times of what you have, in spite of what you have done, God has fulfilled what he foretold through the prophets long ago about the sufferings of his anointed one, that is Christ. And now you must repent. So when he told them, now you must repent, what he was telling them, he said, now you must change your mind. Right? You must change your mind. You know, repentance in the New Testament means you changing your mind. You see, for you to change your mind, it's your personal responsibility. Change of mind has nothing to do with any spiritual intervention. The spiritual, you know, the spiritual inclination will be from the information that you have. But you see, you need, you are the one that will 
personally change your mind. That's why the Bible says salvation is personal. For you to take that decision to say, I want to do this, you are the one to do it. So when you stand before God or whatever judgment God is going to administer, because God is the only one that has the prerogative to judge, right, not man, whatever judgment is going to administer, that judgment will be based on you, the decisions that you took. You, you decided, that's why you are here in church because you decided to come to church. You made that decision. So there is nothing like somebody making me do something. So even when Eve gave the blame to the serpent, it still did not exonerate her. The same way when Adam gave the blame to Eve, he still did not exonerate Adam. The Bible says, thou art inexcusable, O man. If you understand that philosophy, then you will stop giving excuses in life. A lot of us, we are where we are today because of the excuses that we have given our initial. But if you are the type that gives excuse, you will never, never excel. It's the same thing. A lot of people are hell-bound because they are blaming other people. So they are giving excuses for the type of life they are living and they are putting it on other people. Please don't be in that situation. It's not a good situation to be. So God will not say, oh, this excuse that you have given makes a lot of sense. Therefore, let me have mercy on you. For example, the Bible says, he that believes in Christ is not condemned. But he that believes not is condemned already. So condemnation comes when you refuse Jesus. That's what the Bible says. John chapter 3, if you read from verse 17 and 18, you see the information there. So condemnation comes when you reject Christ. Now, a lot of people have reasons for rejection. For example, you are born into a family where Christ, it was a taboo for you to mention Christ. So you are going to stand before God and say, you know the family I was born into. It was a taboo to mention Christ. So I could not have accepted or believed in Christ. Beautiful, beautiful excuse. But does that exonerate you? It still does not exonerate you from any uh, punishment for not accepting Christ. Or you will say, you know the times that I lived in. The times were so bad. Everybody, it was like a jungle. Survivor of the fittest. So I needed to be like this because if I wasn't like this at that time, you know, it would have been bad for me. Beautiful excuse. But does that exonerate you? It does not exonerate you. It does not. So what am I saying this morning? When Peter was telling the Jews, he told them, he said, you are my brothers, fellow Jews. That's what he was saying. My brothers, my sisters, listen to me. You are all gathered here. Sure, he started talking when everybody had come together. You know, there was a, a good number. And so he started talking. He said, my brothers, listen to me. It is time for you to change your mind. That's the word repentance. He said, it is time for you to repent. In the Old Testament, repentance was physical. If you are going towards Lagos Island and somebody says repent, it means you should turn your back and start going towards Lagos mainland, opposite direction. Basically, that's what repentance means. But in the New Testament, repentance is about a change of mind, a change of mentality, a change of disposition. 
a change of decision. That's what exactly what repentance means. For example, there were some Jews that Herod killed. And the other Jews, they were, they were kind of in a state of euphoria. That, you know, thank God, it wasn't them that were affected. And Jesus was talking to them. And Jesus told them, he said, don't be happy that you were not the one that were affected. He told them, he said, except you repent, you will likewise perish. What he was telling them, he said, except you change your mind, you are not different from the same people. Because it's the same thinking that you people have. So except you change that thinking, right, what happened to those Jews will also happen to you. So it's very important for us to change our mind. Now listen, Paul was talking, he said all Jews will be saved, right? So in a way, Peter was telling them, you need to change the way you think. You need to repent. You need to repent so that your sins will be wiped away, will be blotted out. What does that mean? So that there will be no record of whatever you have done. And you yourself, you will not keep record of whatever you have done. Do you know that a lot of people, even when we preach that Christ has forgiven them, Christ has blotted out their iniquity, they are no longer guilty. But a lot of people are still guilty in their mind. They've not been able to forgive themselves. They've not been able to forgive themselves. There is forgiveness of sin. There is forgiveness of you forgiving yourself. And there is forgiveness you forgiving another person. Right. So forgiveness cuts across different strata. But you see, you need to forgive yourself. You need to say, oh, I need to move on. And it comes from the mind. It comes from the mind. It's very important. So when Peter was telling them, he said, change your ways. Change the way you think. So that times of refreshing will come. Change the way you think. Look at it. He said, now it's time to change your ways. Turn to face God so that he can wipe away your sins. Pour out, your sh and pour out showers of blessing. There's a of blessing to refresh you. Give me verse um, 20. And send you the Messiah he prepared for you, namely Christ, or namely Jesus. So they rejected the Messiah. He was telling them, change the way you think. In other words, he was saying, accept Christ. You rejected him, but you need to accept him. That is the message that is very important. You need to accept Christ. You need to believe that the man you killed or you slew on the, on, 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 you know, on the cross is the anointed one. So, in other words, Peter was telling them, accept Christ. Change the way you think. Repent. Accept Christ now. And there will be times of refreshing. There will be seasons of refreshing. Now, the good news for us is this. We have accepted Christ. Have we not? We believe in the anointed one, don't we? Yes. That means that we are in the dispensation of refreshment. Hallelujah. God has showered on us showers of blessings. 
We have showers of blessings. God's blessing has nothing to do with culture. God's blessings has nothing to do with times. In terms of, oh, it's Christmas time and God is going to pour blessings on us. No. God's blessings has been, has been caught or capped in Christ. As long as you are in Christ, you are a candidate of God's blessing on a daily basis. The Bible says he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So you are blessed, not because it's Christmas time, not because it's a new year, not because, you know, you just got a new car or a new job. No, you are blessed on a daily. You wake up in the morning, God's blessing is for you. You wake up, you know, anytime, afternoon, God's blessing is for you. Showers of blessings, times of refreshment, of refreshing, is for you on a daily. I am here to tell you, your season, right, of refreshing, and your times of refreshing has started, and it's not going to stop in the name of Jesus. That is the type of mentality I want you to have. So when Peter was talking to them, see, anytime you hear the word repentance, it's not talking about something evil that you have done. You have to go on your knees and begin to say, Lord, forgive me, forgive me. No, it's not about that. It's about you having the right mindset. And I want to let you know, any mindset that does not dovetail to Christ can lead you away. And leading you away to become a false doctrine. What is false doctrine? False doctrine is any doctrine that does not lead men to Christ. It's as simple as that. Any doctrine that, lead, that does not lead you to Christ, therefore will lead you to men. That is why I'm not comfortable with the message of denomination. I'm very, very uncomfortable with it. You see, because men have used it to create kingdoms around themselves. Men have used it to put people in their pockets. Men has used it to enrich themselves. It's even so bad, I will tell you for, true, for, for free, it's even so bad that people don't even associate or greet people who are not members of their denomination. Is that bad, Pastor Patrick? It's evil. It's evil. It's evil. Even people don't even associate with members, you know, of people who are not members of their church. So now my pastor be this, so now my church be this. And so we have made enemies out of ourselves. Jesus died for everybody. And so if we all profess the same faith, we should be ready to celebrate one another. Some people believe that they are more superior than, some, than others. Some people believe that they are the ones that, that are closer to Christ than, 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 some, you know, than, than, than the others. It's so bad the way people take this thing. So bad. Jesus never gave us religion. What is religion? When there is a routine, a routine, a routine. What he gave us was the Holy Spirit. What he gave us was the Holy Spirit. That was the Spirit in him. You know, last week I was sharing the gospel, you know, in um, where I went to minister. And by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost impressed in me to say this, and I'm going to share this with you. That the, one of the greatest events that happened that saw 
the conglomeration of the Godhead in motion was when Jesus was being raised from the dead. The first time was during creation. Creation was good. But the second time that it was so evident and so real was when Jesus was being raised from the dead. The Bible says, if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, that same spirit shall do what? Shall quicken your mortal bodies. And the Holy Spirit inspired in me that it was the Holy Ghost. It was the Holy Ghost that took Christ's body out of the grave. Took the body out of the grave and Jesus resurrected and they never found that body from a terrestrial from a terrestrial body he became celestial became celestial hallelujah praise the lord what am i saying you are blessed all the time you are blessed all the time Times of refreshing has come. Through Christ Jesus, we are products of what Christ did. Times of refreshing has come. I have money, I don't have money, I am living in times of refreshing. Hallelujah. That's the mindset that we should have. I have a wife, I don't have a wife, I'm living in times of refreshing. Let us stop putting God in a box. God does not operate within the ambit of time and seasons. He's the one that created times and seasons. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Day and night does not affect God. You are the one he affects. So God can decide to do anything at any time. Hallelujah. Who says that that miracle you are looking for it cannot happen in this service? Who says that you must wait to 2024, 2023, or 2025? Who says that? Our God operates anytime. Therefore, when you worship God and you are serving him, you should have a very open mind. You should have a very open mind. Hallelujah. Have a very open mind. Times of refreshment and refreshing has come. And so all you need to do is for you to think in that frequency. I am living in times of refreshing. Say, say, I'm living in times of refreshing. Say, showers of, of blessings is what I swim in. Hallelujah. I swim in showers of blessings. Praise God. If you have that understanding, whatever happens, the ephemeral things that happens will not affect you. You are on top of the world. Hallelujah. You are on top of the world because you have the blessings of God on a daily. You have the blessings of God on a daily. Even sin cannot stop it. So what Peter was telling them, he said, so that your sins will be blotted out. But I have good news for you. Your sins have been blotted out already. The Bible says, what did Jesus do? Jesus blotted out the handwriting you know, of, of ordinances that was against us. Everything that was written against you. The devil was, the enemy was the, you know, the, the lawyer that presented your case and said, this man deserves to die. This guy deserves to go to hell. This guy deserves this disease. This guy deserves this sickness. This guy deserves this, he deserves this, he deserves this. Yes, he deserves it. There was another lawyer that rose up and said, yes, he deserves it, but I have paid everything he deserves. Hallelujah. My blood has taken care of that. 
that is the good news. That's the times of refreshing that I'm talking about. When your accuser, the word devil is from the word accuser, accuser. He accuses you. The word Satan is from the word to slander. That's his job. He has no other ministry. His ministry is to put accusations in your heart and, you know, present it to God and say, this guy deserves this. This guy deserves all the negative things. He deserves to die in this accident. He deserves not to have a child. He deserves, she deserves all of them. Oh, remember, she's had one million abortion. She deserves this, she deserves this, she deserves this. You remember, he has killed, he was a murderer before. He deserves this, he deserves this in terms of evil. But Christ we always comfort and say, yes, but my blood has taken care of it. My blood. You see, let us hinge our hope on what Christ did, not on what we did. A lot of you are putting confidence in yourself. I'm a good boy. I'm this. I have never done that. No, it's not about your, your good works. Because good works never helped us. That's what scripture says. What helped us was that Christ came and died for us. It's very important. Christ came and died for us. So that should be your confidence. So change your mind today. Stop thinking that you are going through what you are going through because of so, what somebody did. Jesus Christ has blotted out the handwriting of ordinance that was against you. He has blotted it out. Your job is to refer to what Jesus did. Stop referring to what you did. That is the change of mind that you need. Stop referring to what you did. Refer to what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes to tempt me. You see, the greatest temptation is not the temptation. It's not physical temptation. It's the one that you don't see. When he comes to give, just recently, I heard the story of, you know, not a believer anyway, you know, of, of someone, my neighbor, not too far from where I live, that the son, the first child, committed suicide. That he sent somebody to go and buy um, Sniper, and that was the end. It's the red they say is history. Drunk sniper, and that. so I this is somebody I relate to it, and I called him. I said, "What happened?" And he was so he was feeling terrible and feeling bad, feeling terrible and feeling bad. Eighteen year old boy gone. Those are the temptations. When the devil ministers to you and say, see your life, it isn't a life you they live. What year did you graduate from school? See that one, he has built five mansions. See that one, he has five children. See that one, he has his own company. You, you are still here. Those are the real temptations. When thoughts are going on in your head, why do people commit suicide? It's thoughts, simple. Something just tell them there's no reason to live anymore. Why can't you just go and you know take the easiest way? And they say, okay, where is it? The next idea will be, what's the easiest way? And you are in the house. The devil is very smart. He knows that I know his tricks. That is why people like us, he he gives us space because. God, Jesus, 
taught me his ways. I'm serious. He taught me his When I see, I see an action, I say, no, 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 no. This is not, this is not a human being's action. This is the devil's action. Okay. I know exactly how to behave. And so when he gives you that thought of suicide, ah, the next thing you leave your room, as you are passing, you'll just see knife where you take the cut meat. We never cross your mind before. You'll see I'm on the table, big knife. You say, wow, the knife will look good in your eyes. So why don't you just take this knife? Take the knife now. I'm just, nobody is in the house. Cut your wrist. Cut your neck. And you are good to go. Eh? If, for example, you have a well in your house and they use rope, and you are just passing, you will see the rope. You say, the rope will suddenly make a, a meaning. The first time never made sense. So you say, ah, this rope. Why don't you just take this rope and, you know, hang, put it on the fan and you are good to go? Those are thoughts. A few years ago, a lady called me and said, Pastor, yeah, Pastor, he said, I want to do something I've never done before. I said, what is that? He said, there's this Oyibo man that is that has been on my case and he wants to sleep with me and I think I want to do it now. You see, I, for me, that is for me, that is ministry. Ministry for me, part of it, yes, I preach on Sunday morning. I like it. It's fine. I'm sharing information. But I want to be able to deliver somebody from sin. Are you getting what I'm saying, Pastor Kingsley? Somebody wants to commit suicide now, for example, and he calls me and says, Pastor, I want to kill myself. And I'm able to help the person not to die. I mean, I like that type of ministry. Don't you like it? Yeah, it's good. So the lady called me and I said, wow, really? You want to commit fornication? Let's call it what it is. You want to sleep with a man. You see, when people say, I I slept with him, leave that one. Fornication is when you have sex with somebody that is you are not married to. Simple. Let let, let the world not give us um, what, what, what we don't understand. Baby mama everywhere. What's the meaning of baby mama? You slept with somebody... You got pregnant and the person will be your husband. Not be so. It's as simple as that. So you sin. You sin. It's simple as that. So I am not a product of the world. I'm a product of the word of God. You must understand that. And if we are to make identity and influence on this in this world, we must separate ourselves from the world. We are too inside the world. The Bible says we are in the we are not of them. We are not. It's because we don't study the scripture, we don't pray. We are so everywhere. You, you, I don't know. Let me not go there. But you get, you get my drift, right? So I, I told her not to do it. Relax. The devil is playing on you. The devil is a temptation. After counseling with her, she said, I've heard you, Pastor. And she didn't do it. But to call the long story short, today she's happily married with kids. She's happily married. Who knows? If she had slept with the man, she would have gotten pregnant now, for example. Are you getting what I'm saying now? She would have gotten pregnant. She would now have a baby. And who knows? The rest, would they say, will be history. Or maybe she will say, I want to go and do abortion. She will go and do abortion, and they will mess up her womb and her reproductive organs. And the rest, they say, is history. How does the devil start? He starts with thoughts. Those are the real temptations. So what did the Bible say we should do? We should just oppose every thought with the word of God. We should take every thought and use the word of God as a litmus test to screen it. Does this thought align with the scripture? 
does not, then you change it. It's as simple as that. I was going one day and somebody stopped me at Ikeja and said, was praying for me, I was praying for me. I said, that's good. Nobody for me. You say, you'll be, you be this, you'll be this, you'll be that. When you finish, you didn't even finish. And I said, you now started saying something. They don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. When you finish, you come they ask me for money. I said, okay, you are a prayer merchant. You would have just told me you are broke. You need money. It's, it's, it connects with me like that. It is not the prayer you have prayed for me that has made me bless. I live in times of what? Of refreshing. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's as simple as that. So a lot of, you see people, because their mind are messed up, they don't understand scripture nuances. They run from one place to another looking for prayers. How can you be running from one place to another looking for prayers? The devil gives you an idea that your head not good. How can you say your head, you ask you, your head not good? That your head not good, they need to wash it somewhere. And you go somewhere, they will now miss something in water. And now carry your head and pour the thing. And you to, to grieve. That's what the Bible says, repent. Repent. Ch- change your mind. Change your mind. Let your thoughts synchronize with the thoughts of Christ. Stand up on your feet. See, I'm living in seasons of refreshing. Hallelujah. It's my time to shine. I will always shine. Hallelujah. You will always shine. Praise God. It's not only Christmas time that you get blessed. You are blessed all the time. Hallelujah. In January, you are blessed. In February, you are blessed. In March, you are blessed. In April, you are blessed. In May, you are blessed. All through the year. June, July, August, September, October, November, and December, you are blessed. Praise the Lord. If there's anything you are asking God for, and you are extending your feet towards it. Listen, in this church, I have seen miracles happen. Plenty of them. I have seen miracles happen. And that's one of the things. We need to form the culture of testimonies. What testimony does, it makes the other person who is believing God for similar, you know, requests to trust God some more. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Yes, you need to also share testimonies of what, if God has blessed you with a job, you didn't have a job before, and you prayed and said, God, I need a job. I need to be engaged. I need to leave the house in the morning, and I need to go somewhere and work, and God has given you that job. Come and share. There's somebody who needs that type of testimony to spoil his faith. Maybe you're believing God for more finances, for increase, and God gives you a better job. Right, come and share it. Maybe you're believing God for the fruit of the womb. God has blessed you with the fruit of the womb and the baby has come. Let people know that God visited you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Even if it's true medical intervention. I know people who have spent millions of naira. I mean millions of naira through medical intervention. And baby never came. Baby never came. So however it came, you prayed for it and it came. You need to share. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lift up your hands. Whatever you are asking God for, say, Father, just say a a, a quiet prayer. I want to pray. I want to pray a prayer of faith today. And in the name of Jesus, when we are having our our end of year year service, you you shall come to share those testimonies. 
Just pray in the line of saying, I am living in the season of refreshing. As a result of that, that is the thinking that I have. This request, Lord, I present to you. I am not waiting for 2023. Because this is the season of refreshing. Lord, I present this request to you. I am receiving it in the name of Jesus. I have changed my mind. I am not waiting for 2024. Whoever told me that my season will come in five years time. I am saying my season is now. Because I am living in the era and realm and dispensation of showers of blessings. Hallelujah. Pray to God. I want, to, I want you to pray. Talk to God individually. Talk to God. Whatever your request is. Believe in God for fruit of the womb. You don't need to go to any mountain. God is here. Hallelujah. Nobody needs to wash your stomach. Nobody needs to wash your head. I have seen, heard stories of people going different places. They will be washing the private parts of the wife and that of the husband. God forbid bad thing. God does not need all of those things. The miracle can happen here. It can happen here. You are believing God for a breakthrough. There is a program you are having and you want people to come and join you to push the program to the next level. Say, Father, I pray. This is my times or my time of refreshing. My time of refreshing. Season of refreshing. Times of refreshing. Hallelujah. Showers of blessing. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let people come from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south to come to me. You have prayed and God says you should live, you should travel for further studies. But you have looked at the school fees, it's humongous. Where are you going to get millions of naira? Say, Father, intervene on my behalf in the name of Jesus. Pray to God. God hears prayers. I know you have prayed on your, you know, your closet, but still pray. Still pray. We are going to pray together and in the name of Jesus, God is going to hear our prayers and we are going to see results in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Are you ready? Let's pray. In Jesus' name. Father, out of the abundance of the thoughts and the contents in our hearts, we have spoken to you today. Lord, you know the things that ail us. You know our heart desires. You know the things that when they happen now, we will leap and shout, Eureka! Yes, it has happened. Lord, I pray today, according to your will, according to the word that we have heard this morning, that we are living in times of refreshing, I pray. And that time of refreshing, Jesus brought it to us. In the name of Yeshua, in the name of the anointed one, Jesus Christ, I pray this morning. That every heart desire of your children, they will come to pass, even today, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray by December 31st, we will receive avalanche of testimonies of the things, oh God, that you have done, in the name of Jesus. Father, your word says, he taught you, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask that you will receive, that your joy will be full. Lord, I pray today, as your children have asked, in the name of Jesus, they have received. And in Jesus' name, their joy is full. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Give Jesus Christ a big hand and say, thank you, Jesus. My joy is full. My joy is full. I am living in the times of refreshing. 
Hallelujah. Which is showers of blessings. You know that song, there shall be showers of blessings. You are living in that time. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real. Influence your world.